Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. I'm your host Kate Hamilton and today I'm going to discuss mindset and how important it is when making lifestyle changes that are going to be sustainable long term. So anyone can lose weight by restricting their calories for a certain period of time. So we see this again and again with various fad diets. If you reduce your calories enough you'll lose body fat and you'll lose it quick. But the problem with fad diets is that they're not a way of life that you can realistically live. So once the motivation wears off, or if you're lucky, if you stick with it long enough to actually reach your goal, you'll eventually return to eating like a normal person. And once you do, what do you think is going to happen? You'll gain all the weight back you lost and probably even more. So this happens again and again in society and I can't stand it like it leaves people with a complete sense of hopelessness when it comes to their weight and their health and they feel as lost as ever and so many people give up on themselves and live their lives feeling miserable lacking in energy and worrying about their health and like I've talked about it in previous episodes we don't need to do anything complicated or anything fancy all we need to do is bring things back to basics so we just need good nutrition a slight calorie deficit, plenty of water, plenty of sleep, regular exercise, regular exercise that you enjoy and then just repeat that forever. That's all any of us needs. The problem with achi- with achieving this, apart from like obviously information overload on the internet, is our mindset. So we have years of limiting beliefs about ourselves and about the world around us from the experiences that we've had in our lives the media we've been exposed to and from years of diet culture that we've been subjected to. So the moral of the story, if we want to change our habits, and I mean like really change our habits, we need to dig deep. We need a pen and we need paper and we need to start journaling. We need to reflect on our experiences and our relationship with food and our habits and actively put steps in place to make these changes. So when I work with my clients in the Nourish, Move and Shine program, we work through 10 steps to change our mindset around our habits for good. So I'm going to go through each one of these now. So number one is your why. So before you begin any new program or start anything new that's going to be a bit challenging and anything that's going to take you out of your comfort zone, you need to have a clear, strong why. If you don't have a clear why, as in what exactly what exactly it is that you're doing this for what's going to drag you to the gym on a dark wet morning or make you skip that extra bar of chocolate before bed when you're really feeling like having it Uh, if you don't have a clear why you're actually just relying on motivation and motivation is bullshit and it's going to let you down sooner or later and this is where most people go wrong to begin with and it's not it's uh it's not good enough to just think your why like you need to sorry it's not good enough to actually just think it you need to write it down okay so you need to keep it somewhere you'll see every day so write it down on a piece of paper or type it up in your phone whatever and keep it on your as your phone or your laptop screensaver or put it on your fridge door your wardrobe door wherever and your quality of the why matters too okay so for example if you've started a new healthy lifestyle, tracking your calories, going to the gym three times a week, hitting your steps every day, and your why is just to be nine stone or to lose a bit of weight, um, you'll be about two weeks in, motivation will start to wane and suddenly you'll say fuck it and things will just start to slip. You kind of forget why you're doing it to yourself and it doesn't seem that important like when you're confronted with something like a night out 
with your friends followed by a chipper on the way home and uh, so you have to dig deep and to do this you need to keep asking yourself the why so when but before you start whatever you're starting you re- to get to the bottom of this why you need to keep asking yourself this question why do, so just say it is your goal is that you want to lose weight why do you want to lose weight and you might say because i feel really shit why do you feel really shit because i have no energy i'm out of breath walking up the stairs i feel so self-conscious about getting dressed up you know anything like that now you're getting places so instead of making these lifestyle changes just to lose a bit of weight suddenly you're making these lifestyle changes so that you can boost your energy levels not get out of breath going up the stairs and just to feel better in yourself when you're getting dressed up so do you see the difference there the details really really do matter number two five minute action okay so even though your why is the pinnacle focus uh, to drive you forward on your journey, the five minute action is a fantastic tool to use when you're faced with a situation where you do end up relying on motivation. So the truth about motivation, you know, apart from it being bullshit, in my opinion, is that it will always come after action. OK, so sitting around waiting for motivation to come is just, you know, the most pointless thing to do. So think about it. Have you ever really dreaded going for a run or going to the gym? I presume most people can relate to this. And this is where most people actually trip up. They feel like people feel they're too tired to work out. So they don't. And the truth is, unless you're actually sick. When, yeah, unless you're actually sick, when you are feeling tired, it's actually exercise that's going to make you feel better. So if when you're dreading to go to the gym, if you didn't give in and you actually went, I reckon you'd be probably dragging yourself around for about three minutes. And then after that, once you get moving, you actually start to feel better, which motivates you to keep going. The same is true of anything. So like of preparing a healthy meal, of getting an essay done, of working through your to-do list. So like we often keep putting these tasks off knowing that we should do them and they kind of nag at us in the, like in the back of our minds. But once we get going with them, we actually build momentum and we tend to keep going. And the feeling of getting the job done is just so rewarding. Like so next time that you don't feel like doing one of your healthy habits, like going to the gym or meal plan and grocery shop, just commit to a five minute action five minutes drag yourself up and get going and just commit to five minutes tell yourself that you can stop guilt-free after five minutes but what you'll find is actually after those five minutes you'll be motivated to do more and if you're not then at least it'll be you'll be five minutes closer to your goal than you were before so you know win-win um speaking of win number three is win or learn okay so so many people are afraid of failing So we rarely step out of our comfort zones because we're so terrified that we're going to fail. But what most people don't realize is that failure is an important and actually necessary part of growth. Um, You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna fall off the wagon. You're gonna try things that don't work. And plenty more on your, like, and plenty more mistakes are gonna happen all on your health journey. The first thing you need to do is to stop putting a time limit on your goals. So see your health journey kind of as a learning process, like almost like an experiment, because it kind of is. Every experience you have along the way is either going to be a win or a learning experience. So we all experience experience wins. We have a good day tracking our calories and we get a workout in. Our clothes are starting to feel loose on us. We start running for the first time. 
um, etc. You know, things like that. There's loads of different wins. You're going to feel good, the good times on your journey, basically. Um, and then we're all going to experience failures, whether we like it or not. If we've stepped out of our comfort zone at all, you're going to fail at something. And we just need to be OK with that. So, for example, of failures on your health journey might be skipping the gym when you plan to go maybe being disorganized grabbing last minute takeaways falling off the wagon i hate that word that expression but you know we'll use it anyway falling off the wagon um but none of these are actually failures i don't believe in failure they're basically they're all lessons they're all learning experiences can you tell i was a teacher um that yeah they are all lessons they're all learning experiences and this is where your journal is so important if things go shit for you one day, write about it, reflect on it and figure out a better way to do things moving forward. And when you take the pressure off yourself, with te- like when you take the time limit off your goals, you've already won. Because as long as you have a clear why, a clear goal and this win or learn mindset, you actually can achieve anything. And it's just so freeing to know that. Anyway, number four, gratitude. This might seem a little unnecessary in relation to weight loss or health but actually gratitude is one of the most important factors in good mental health and mental health as we all know now is just as important as physical health and in fact one can't actually exist without the other so what I suggest here is to start or end every day by listing three things that you're grateful for. So you could do it first thing in the morning or last thing before you go to bed. Uh, use your journal, write three things down or just type it into your phone. Don't just say it, actually write write or type it down. Um, because negative feelings can't actually exist when you're practicing gratitude. It's so easy for us to get caught up in focusing on everything that's wrong in our lives that we actually forget to be grateful for what we do have. Because no matter how shit things may be, the truth is things could always be worse and there is always something to be grateful for. So next time that you're complaining about going to the gym, try flip it, okay, and try and say to yourself, I'm so grateful that I can go to the gym. There are plenty out there who can't. Or next time that you're complaining about your cellulite or your big bum or your tummy, try think about how lucky you are to be alive and healthy and be so grateful for your body for carrying you this far. Like I, I actually often think about that myself. I think about the things I did to my body when I was in my teens and my 20s. And I'm actually so, and I sometimes think to myself, God, I'm so relieved to be alive and healthy. And I've like, you know, serious respect for my body for um holding me at this age of 36 after all the wild nights and the, you know, all the stupid situations I got myself in growing up. But sure, look, we all have that. And it's just important to remember to be grateful to our bodies and stop being so harsh on them especially any of you mums out there who've had babies you know that body has carried babies and has you know grown life so you know we might not be what we were when we were 18 but we're not supposed to be and you know it's important to remember um okay number five goal setting so this ties in with your why except it's kind of like your why being broken down into steps so you should always have a goal or goals to work towards it's so healthy to have something to focus on and to work towards so write your goals down in your journal and then break them down so you can have general life goals and they're like you can categorize them into you know work family health etc and don't be afraid to dream big set these goals without using your logical mind you don't need to know how you're going to achieve them 
think about your goals as driving across the country at night okay you don't need to be able to see the whole road in front of you all you need is a destination in mind and enough light to see the little bit of road in front of you people often underestimate what they can achieve sorry people often overestimate what they can achieve in a year so they think they can get way more done in a year but they really really underestimate what they could achieve in five years because they give up so what i would say is dream big and then break your goals up into more manageable goals or targets okay so for example maybe one of your life goals is to run a marathon and but then maybe you actually have five stone to lose and you've never ran in your life so you can't actually possibly imagine ever running a marathon and you don't need to put a time frame on that life goal okay it's just a life goal it's there you know you're going to do it someday you don't need to know how okay but you can definitely start working towards it so maybe set yourself a goal of running like the ladies mini marathon next june even running slash walking it um then that needs to be broken down into smaller goals so just say i'm recording this now and it is july so you've got nearly a full year okay that needs to be broken down into smaller goals so you might start off um by downloading a couch to 5k app so you might be running for a minute walking for a minute then you might build up to running for five minutes and then eventually you're running after a space of maybe 12 weeks or so you're running five kilometers um so the ultimate goal might seem impossible but the broken down smaller goals are much more practical and are helping you towards the end goal even if you're not entirely sure of the whole route yet like you don't need to know it and in fact you shouldn't don't overthink it don't try and plan everything out i'm like the worst person for i love planning love a good plan but um, so I do have to stop myself and just have my big life goals. I don't have to have it all figured out. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm not editing this. So this will be in it. Um, yeah, so you don't have to have it all figured out. Just trust that you'll get there. But put practical steps in place. Baby steps. What you're going to do one thing at a time. OK, and just do the first step before you plan the next one. <coughs> Um, okay number six negativity so just getting a drink there negativity um, more than anyone else in the world you talk to yourself the most so you need to make sure what you're saying to yourself is kind and positive and i know most of us are terrible at that it's not easy to do at first if you've spent years putting yourself down and thinking you're not good enough but the truth is we are all here for a reason okay we're all put on this planet for a reason we're all special and if you can't believe that about yourself then how can you expect anyone else to see your worth so it's time to really start digging deep and just learning to kind of love and appreciate yourself so next time that you notice yourself talking to yourself in a negative way think of your favorite person in the whole world might be your kid might be your partner might be your best friend um, and imagine talking to them in this way so like you probably wouldn't so please stop doing this to yourself it does take time and some serious undoing so do be patient with yourself just start by noticing the thoughts don't judge just notice and then start replacing them with a the positive Start trying to catch yourself before you do it or correcting yourself after you're doing it. It takes effort at first, but it does get easier and it does work. 
and it's also a really good thing to journal on number seven mindfulness okay right i know that actually sorry i'm just thinking here number seven mindfulness i said it's 10 steps seven steps this is the last one (laughs) okay so mindfulness um has become one of these buzzwords cliche kind of things lately but it is actually so important important mindfulness doesn't necessarily mean sitting there meditating it can but it doesn't necessarily mean it Uh, mindfulness is literally just about being in the present moment being present in the present moment Uh, i read a book some of you might know it called the power of now by a guy called eckhart tolle eckhart tolle tolle i'm not sure how to pronounce his surname Um, t-o-l-l-e um and it was life-changing for me so basically he talks about how most of us either live in the past or we live in the future and so like basically that we're daydreaming about or mourning the past or we're like fantasizing or worrying about the future and he points out that neither the past or the future are real so the past is gone the future hasn't happened yet both of them are actually figments of our imaginations and the only thing that actually exists is the present moment now so he states that like that true happiness and peace can always be found in the present moment so kind of scary as this revelation might be it's actually so true when you think about it most of the problems in our lives now i don't mean the kind of the you know life-changing problems that you know happen a few times in our lives i'm talking about the day-to-day problems most of those problems in our lives we actually create for ourselves all the worries the regrets the what-ifs that make us so unhappy and so stressed right i want you to do something for a minute okay so close your eyes for a second think about a time when you were really happy and really relaxed where were you who was there what were you doing Was it somewhere like on a beach or a walk in the countryside, reading a book in peace or a night out with friends, a meal with family or a holiday with loved ones, a day trip with your kids? One thing I'll bet is I bet it wasn't something boring along the lines of scrolling on your phone, catching up on work, watching TV with mountains of junk food like what most of these scenarios all have in common where we do feel our happiest is that they're all situations where you get out of your own thinking mind and you become fully present enjoying the company enjoying the moment Um, and the cool thing about mindfulness is that you can actually start right now and you can do it anywhere every now and again you think about it ask yourself the following question so you're going to decide right i'm going to be mindful now uh, especially when you notice yourself getting stressed or raised in mind if, if when you actually think about it do this what can i see what can i hear what can i smell what can i touch what can i taste so use your five senses and become fully immersed in the moment okay now obviously i mean like use your senses appropriately like if you're if you're doing this exercise when you're sitting at a red light like there's no need to start licking your steering wheel or like you know likewise it's not appropriate to start touching strangers if you're having a mindful moment 
in company but like <laughs> you get the idea your set like your senses will help you to get out of your thoughts and into the present moment and your breath does the same thing so any time you get a chance focus in on your breath okay take a deep breath in through your nose for the count of five then exhale through your mouth for the count of five and repeat that five times it's actually so calming and it can be done anywhere so that's another way to do it so everything i've mentioned there is actually a form of meditation because meditation is basically the practice of mindfulness but some people like to practice meditation more regularly kind of in a structured fashion and if that's something that you're interested in there's tons of guided med- meditations available online or apps like headspace calm they're all fantastic for um short little guided meditations um and actually i bought a meditation course recently from Sinead Hegarty which was fantastic it's called the brave way i don't know if any of you have bought it i think it might have cost me like 30 or 40 euro but it was the best money i ever spent it was tw- it was a 28 day guided meditation series and like you have it forever like i still constantly listen to them and they're just really really nice guided meditations that kind of get you to dig deep and kind of do some of that work on your self-worth um and it's just it's fantastic so highly recommend um looking that up um yeah so anyway the reason why i actually wanted to talk about mindfulness in the first place is because it's so important in tackling stress and stress is one of the most harmful things to your body not only is stress going to prevent you from losing body fat but I guarantee that stress has caused more diseases than most other things. And today's world, it's more important than ever to get a grip on our stress levels. People are more stressed out than they've ever been. Um, so, so important. So that's it. Not my 10 steps, like I had originally said, my seven steps. So I hope you found some value anyway in what I've talked about today. And as always, if you like this episode, please do share it with your friends or on your stories and tag me in it and if you'd like to connect with me social media you'll find me on facebook instagram tiktok at kate hamilton health um yeah so thank you again for listening and i will chat to you all again next week